0: Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. The story of Cardinal Zen and his treatment by the authorities of his home country is back in the news. Francis, in the most basic sense, has betrayed Cardinal Zen, as has the Cardinals of the Church, who when meeting in their recent consistory, offered no prayers of public support for Cardinal Zen since he was taken into custody by the rulers of his home country. Cardinal Zen will soon face total subjugation for his daring to speak in favor of democracy in his homeland, and Francis has cast him to the wolves for it. But there are at least two reasons Francis did this, and actually I think three. And today, I'll go over that story with you, including the fact that even the world, the secular world, is perplexed by the treatment of Cardinal Zen. In fact, the situation has gotten so bad with him that Even the Wall Street Journal is reporting on this. And in a bizarre turn, it's so bad that the very worst secular leaders in America, who happen to call themselves Catholic, but actually aren't, given their support for the Moloch ritual, have actually responded better to the treatment of Cardinal Zen than Francis has. This is a bizarre twist and turn of events here, folks. From the Wall Street Journal article on this sad topic which begins by talking a bit about the activists who are also going on trial with Cardinal Zen at the same time as him, we get this, quote, They too have their champions, but not alas in Rome. The Holy See has learned with concern the news of Cardinal Zen's arrest and is following the development of the situation with extreme attention, was the Vatican's only official comment. The Vatican architect of the still-secret deal with his homeland's capital Cardinal Secretary of State Pietro Parolin, professed professed his closeness to his fellow cardinal before revealing his true priorities. The most concrete hope, he said, is that initiatives such as this one will not complicate the already complex and not simple path of dialogue. Just two years ago, Cardinal Zen flew to Rome in a desperate attempt to get the Holy Father to reconsider his deal with the regime. But a pope who always seems to have time for private audiences, with celebrities such as Leonardo DiCaprio, refused to meet a cardinal with long first-hand experience of the country's ruling party and its ideology. Cardinal Gerhard Mueller noted that no senior Vatican official had offered an expression of solidarity or a prayer initiative for Cardinal Zen at last month's gathering of cardinals in Rome. On a return flight from Kazakhstan Thursday, the Pope suggested this is no accident. When a reporter asked about Cardinal Zen, the Pope offered not a word of support, noting only that the Cardinal, quote, says what he feels, despite knowing there are, quote, limitations. The Pope declined to even say his homeland was undemocratic. All that was missing was a rooster crowing in the background. By contrast, the sleepy, creepy American Caesar press secretary said that the president calls for the immediate release of those who have been unjustly detained and charged, like Cardinal Joseph Zen. Likewise, Lady Moloch condemned the Cardinal's arrest in a Washington Post op-ed, where she also called him, quote, the embodiment of moral fortitude and highlighted his opposition to the Sino Vatican deal. End quote. So to be clear, the absolutely worst Catholic public figures in America and possibly the world who have functionally apostatized over a perceived right that they defend bitterly to participate in a demonic ritual have taken a stronger public stand in favor of Cardinal Zen than Francis, you know, the man the world sees as Pope. Why is that? Because Cardinal Zen is persona non grata in Rome for at least two reasons, and I think a third that I'll touch on at the end. First, because Cardinal Zen has worked in his homeland against the ruling party, being a voice for the people, democracy, and all those other things that the world outside that country professes to love. He is an enemy of that state, to be sure, though he is also a peaceful man, and as a consequence he has been an open threat to the deal Rome made with that regime where the faithful of that country's independent underground church have been betrayed by Rome, cast into the hands of our worst enemies on earth. And while other enemies of the church are usually satisfied to try to smash the church to pieces and bestow upon the faithful the crown of martyrdom, that regime has other ideas. Here's an example. Bishop Lay is a Rome-recognized bishop of the so-called Patriotic Church, who is not only a practitioner of the hammer and sickle ideology himself, He'd have to be to be in the good graces of the ruling party. He's also something worse than a heretic. An article from Asia News describes a homily he gave to the faithful in this way, which was given to recognize the birth of that country's single ruling party. Quote, For this occasion, the Catholic community was invited to quote, listen to the word of the party, feel the grace of the party, and follow the party. A Catholic source told Asia News that. In that country, it is no longer a question of listening to the Lord, of feeling His grace and following Him. This is the root of the affliction of the church in that country today. It is difficult to get away from the influence of ideology. Politics has entered the church. End quote. The only thing I disagree with that statement is that politics has always been woven into the fabric of the church. The Catholic Church is supposed to be active on the world stage and in countries. It's only our modern way of thinking that says the church should not be active in temporal affairs, that there should be some sort of wall of separation between the state and the church. Even secular commentators I otherwise like get this embarrassingly wrong, which is why their ideas frequently lose in the greater battlefield for the culture. The activities of the church we see today in the political realm are a distortion of this idea, though. The church does politics wrong by selling out the faithful to the regime, and I say selling out because The rumor has been for a couple of years now that the regime in question actually has been directly giving money to Rome for its silence on how it treats the faithful of that country. Which, when you think about it, unfortunately makes a lot of sense. And explains why Cardinal Zen is persona non grata in Rome these days. In May of 2020, Cardinal Zen begged Francis to stop the deal with his homeland's rulers. LifeSite News reported on it then, and so did I. Cardinal Zen in that interview accused Francis of selling the church to the regime. He didn't mince his words then, and he frankly hasn't backed down from that allegation either, which is also why since when he was denied, since then he was denied a visit with Francis, because that's happened since this interview. From LifeSite's 2020 interview with Cardinal Zen on this, quote, One of the architects of the Catholic Church's secret deal with that government, Vatican Secretary of State Cardinal, Pietro Perlin, quote, is not acting for the faith, said Zen. I'm sorry to say he is not a man of faith because he despises the heroes of faith. Commenting on the secret Vatican deal, the cardinal warned that the regime never accepts prop compromise. They want full surrender. And so now we are at the bottom. They finished the operation of selling the church. With a totalitarian regime, there's no possibility of any talk or bargaining. No, no, warned Zen. They just want you on your knees. End quote. Where's the lie? We see that all over the world, including in this country. The only option those rulers gave the church was the installation of their fake bishops, who tell the faithful to feel the grace of the party, to listen to the party, to worship the party. At the core of the issue here is that Cardinal Zen is actually a Catholic, and Francis is simply not. Neither are the rulers of Cardinal Zen's homeland. The Cardinal is taking a situation in the prospect of imprisonment relatively well, all things considered. From the Wall Street Journal article on this, quote, The assurance that Vatican diplomats are working on it is scant consolation. The last thing Cardinal Zen wants is a deal that gives him preferential treatment. Or worse, one that guarantees his own freedom in exchange for renewal of the Sino-Vatican Accord, he regards as a calamity for his people. Cardinal Zen is no stranger to his homeland's prisons. He visits inmates regularly. If ultimately prison were to be his fate, this good shepherd would regard it as a great gift to suffer right alongside his sheep. Martyrdom is normal in our church, he said after his arrest. We may not have to do that, but we may have to bear some pain and steel ourselves for our loyalty to the faith. Plainly, the regime's authorities don't know what to do with such a man. Sadly, neither does Pope Francis, end quote. What to do with the man is pretty simple for the party. Make him go away. Make him a non-threat. Francis could intervene and say that he'll isolate him in Rome, prevent him from speaking publicly. Basically, he could offer to give Cardinal Zen the Benedict XVI treatment, but he won't even try that. Cardinal Zen is going to disappear into a cage somewhere, and there's nothing anyone can do about it. So keep the cardinal in your prayers. He's a far better shepherd than most of the prelates of the church are today. That is a simple fact. But there is actually a third reason that Cardinal Zen is getting this treatment, and it involves traditionis Custodis, trash can guardians of tradition. Not only has Cardinal Zen threatened the flow of money from his homeland into Rome's depleted treasury, Cardinal Zen has committed the unforgivable sin in the eyes of Francis and the modernists of speaking against Traditionis Custodis and doing it very publicly. From an article in August 2021 on Francis' evil motu proprio, Cardinal Zen said, quote, I think the effect of the modu proprio may not be that devastating, the Cardinal Emeritus said August 9th during a live streamed event on Pope Francis' restrictions and the future of the traditional Latin Mass. Zen said he is pleased that the bishops of his home city, for example, have opted not to make any changes regarding the celebration of the Latin Mass in their diocese, but added that he is worried some people hope the Pope's motu proprio will not only act to regulate that form of the Mass, but be a, quote, process to have it disappear. That's very worrying, because I think the Latin Mass is something very precious and very beneficial for the piety and nourishment of faith he stated End quote. cardinal zen is by his own admission not a great theologian and not and not versed on the particulars of the battle between the modernists and the traditionalists but he has spoken against francis's move against the apostolic mass and that can't have helped his situation francis has said that rome is trying to intervene with the authorities of that country for cardinal zen but Frankly, most of us are skeptical of his alleged intervention. Is it even real? Is it even happening? Most of us don't really trust it. But keep Cardinal Zen and the faithful of that country in your prayers. If they need your support in this time. Your prayers and any public defense of the Cardinal that you make will be more support than Rome has given him. Including his own brother Cardinal's in the at consist- that recent consistory in August who offered no public prayer for Cardinal Zen, which is very revealing. But I'm curious what you think about this story and the broader story of Cardinal Zen. <clears throat> Did he bring his troubles on to himself? Is he earning the White Crown of Martyrs? Well, let me know what you think of this story in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. As does sharing these messages on social media, that helps a lot as well. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.